Hi, it's Dr. Ayomize here, and welcome to Master Plan Marriage, where we focus on the master and his plans for all marriages, mine and yours included. Today, we are talking about living single. And yes, this is a message for those who are single, but those who aren't should still listen to this episode. And in fact, you know, sometimes well-meaning married folk can make matters worse when it comes to talking with, advising their single friends. So I would just say, everyone, tune in. Let's be encouraged. And for those who are not in the season of singlehood, you know, here's an opportunity for you to better support your single friends. We're going to be talking about singlehood, taking advantage changing the perspective and I'm actually going to include some practical information for the church I, I say capital C church and I mean the people the people of believers of Christ um, I'm going to include some information for y'all too uh, so that we can make sure we don't do things that are not helpful And we start to do things that are helpful and supportive of our single brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, so here we go. Um, I just want to really first start out by encouraging my single brothers and sisters in Christ. Like, listen, I hear you. I see you. Above all, God hears you and sees you. Let me let me say that, right? And that's what matters most. But I'm coming today from, from that perspective that I hear you and that I see you and that I want to encourage you. And so, okay, yes, I'm 10 years out of the game, <laughs> but I love you and I want God's best for you. And, you know, this whole podcast is all about and has been about pushing people to not just accept what society says about marriage and about singlehood, but what God has to say and let letting him, our master, have the final say. Okay, so I want what, what God wants for you. I want God's best for you, whichever season you are in, okay? And I even reached out to one of my dearest friends to shed some light on singlehood. And I want to give her a shout out. She knows who she is. I won't say her name. Uh, but you know, we'll also have guest interviews from a single man and a single woman so that they can share their stories in upcoming episodes. So stay tuned and you definitely want to hear their stories. All right. So again, back to encouraging you, my brothers and my sisters in Christ that are in the season of singlehood. Listen, there's no pity party here. There's no reason to be pitied. You are no one to be pitied. All right. The season of singlehood is a gift. And this is something that we're going to talk about later on. But first, I wanted to talk about just a general desire Um, you know, just a general idea of when you're desiring something and you're waiting on the Lord for something, like anything. And at this moment, something comes to your mind, each and every single one of us, right? And it's very real. Like there are no guarantees if you're definitely going to get what you desire. Um, And it doesn't matter how long you've been waiting for. You know, a thousand years is like a day and a day is like a thousand years for the Lord. That's what always comes to my mind when I think about time. And so there are no guarantees, right? And you don't want to make an idol of this thing that you're waiting on. And so specifically for those who are single, who desire to get married, you don't want to begin worshiping the idea of being married and 
you know, it becomes an idol when that thing matters more than your relationship with God, with more than God himself, right? And you don't want to fall into the trap of what the world has to say about living single. Um, you don't want to fall into the trap of uh, what your age necessarily means or um, what your culture has to say, right? Don't settle for that either. Uh, don't settle for the sake of culture, for the sake of family, for the sake of expectations that you've dreamt up in your mind. You don't want to settle for these things in your in 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 that season of waiting in that period of waiting and so I just wanted to encourage you just in general as you are waiting on the Lord as you are desiring marriage a couple of scriptures come to my mind I would say Proverbs 3 5 to 6 it says trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your path And then Isaiah 40, uh, verse 31, personal favorite of mine, but they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Listen, it can get tricky and sticky in the waiting, in the in-between, holding on to promises from God, believing that what you desire, that God... um, can honor that and he's able but not knowing if that is going to be your reality right and so it can be challenging in those moments but take heart because the Lord knows you and he sees you and he knows the desires of your heart but he also knows check this like he knows the desires of your heart but like the best father out there he knows what's best for you he knows what you are what he's created you for what he sets you out to be what he's placed you in and and around who and and what and what seasons he's allowed you to go through um for one time or the other he knows it all so who are you going to trust you're going to trust the world, you're going to trust your flesh, or you're going to trust in God Almighty, who knows best for you. He's got you. He has you in the palm of his hands, and he cares about you. I always say that, you know, he knows you, he sees you, and he cares about you. So be encouraged as you're in this season of singlehood, and maybe you're comfortable in this season, or maybe you're uncomfortable in this season, but either way, trust that that God has you and hold on to the promises from God like I was saying and that involves constant communication with him right be praying with the Lord making your requests known but also and I would say more so getting to know him and what he has for you in your life be careful of your surroundings and your environment and I just want to sidebar right now to get to talk about environment and specifically the church environment I said I was going to come back and talk about talk about the church and capital C church meaning the people really the people of believers of Christ um, that represent the church 
And I am going to share some things that the church has done that has not necessarily been helpful for singles, single men and women. And I just want to say, I'm saying it to say that I see you and I, I understand that these things have happened um, to you, to someone you know, uh, to other singles. And it, it's also to highlight these things so that us church folk, we can take a step back and reevaluate some things. So let me get into it so you understand what I'm talking about. So earlier, you know, I mentioned that uh, we're not going to engage in a pity party for singles. And unfortunately, the church sometimes gets into that mode of looking at singlehood, um, not as a gift, but uh, a pathway to the glorified marriage hood, you know, <laughs> and seeing marriage as a rite of passage and pitying, you know, the singles who, who it seems like it's taken a little bit long for them to uh, arrive to this state of marriedhood, you know, if you will. And so it's not a pity party, right? Marriage is, is, is one option. It's not the option. And we want to be careful as a church. And, the re- and, and, and why I even say that and how it looks like in the church, practically speaking, this is what it looks like. It looks like the leaders of the church, members of the cho- church, choosing to groom men and women to be husbands and wives rather than discipling them to become men and women of God. You hear that? There's a difference there. There's a difference in terms of the focal point that the end goal for a young man or a young woman as a believer is not to become a husband or a wife. (laughs) It's to become, it's to develop a deeper relationship with God Almighty that in turn allows them to pour into other people, right? Disciple becomes the teacher and disciples others and now there's discipleship upon discipleship and there's growth that people are genuinely coming into a relationship with Christ that should be the focus so often unfortunately what you see is is a woman turns a certain age or a young lady um, you know is noticed in the church and now is being groomed by the older ladies to become a a, a wife a suitable wife Uh, and so yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on that, but that's what we see. And so we need to be more careful in, in discipling our young men and women into um, strengthening, you know, and strengthening their relationships with the Lord as opposed to just grooming them to be husbands and wives. Okay. Um, and so this also, doing that would also give singles a better understanding of their singlehood. And they wouldn't be so, such in a rush to get out of that season, right? Um, because it wouldn't be looked at as something to rush and get out of. <laughs> and you know, something else that was brought to my attention that I honestly didn't think about, but I, it really hit me. So I, I hope you you um, will be open to hearing this constructive criticism. <laughs> um, the idea that in the church... It's almost like the the married 
couples are always being served are are often being served but the singles not so much and this is one example you know so many churches for valentine's day might do an event put an event on for married couples to um, spend time together and enjoy their love for one another and great and supporting marriage and all of that and that's great right but then what happens is oh, the singles will watch the kids, right? Like, oh, bring your kids, the singles will watch your kids. And so the singles are serving that day, generally speaking, right? But how come there isn't an opportunity for singles to be served? Um, and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get into that. I'll get into that in a bit and what that actually would look like. Um, the idea... The other idea of that comes to mind is singles being grouped up together all the time, right? This idea of like, okay, married folk in this corner, widows in that corner, uh, (laughs) singles in that corner. And just the idea that that they're always being grouped together. And there's a time for that. Hear me. There is a time for that. But why not intermix and hear what I'm saying? so that that widowed woman could pour into that young single woman, you know, or that married woman could pour into um, that single, that young single girl. And the same for the guys, of course. And furthermore, that idea of, you know, the, the Bible talks about Psalm, Psalm 68 verse 6 talks about placing you know how God places the lonely in families and I'm not saying that singles are lonely I'm just saying that the idea of placing them in families right inviting them to take part in doing life with with other people in the church right like that it just doesn't have to be singles only you know singles stick together like they're always in a group. There's single events. Uh, there's a place for that, like I said. But there's something really wonderful that can come out of singles being taken in by families, giving them the opportunity to see how they, you know, how the couple does life together, you know, and. More like a mentorship, um, a modeling, if you will, an opportunity for positive voices to be speaking into their lives. You know, the idea of the single person not really understanding family outside of the family that they were born into until they themselves start a family seems to be putting them at a disservice if you will and so it would just it would be beneficial for the church to to take on this role a little bit more you know and what can the church what else can the church do the church can affirm that singlehood is good can affirm that the way that God is working in that single's life in that single young man a single woman's life is amazing and wonderful to see period you know not well for now but no period that's it's it's wonderful to see God working in their lives like I 
mentioned before, to be the family for that single man and woman or woman. Come around and disciple them and serve them. And so in terms of serving, I I said I was going to come back to that, right? In terms of serving someone who is single and what that looks like, it really is just thinking about their needs and helping them helping them along. And so for one, one just one example, it could be a college student whose family is is obviously not near and taking that college student in and um, doing their laundry, f- providing food for them. And um, just the idea, you know, that they're studying and they're working hard and this is a way that you can serve them. This example comes had come from a book um, that was shared with me. And so it, it's an example. It's not saying that that's what you need to go and do, but um, just that idea that we could really come around singles. So I spent a lot of time talking to the church and those who are not single. So I have to come back. But I, I want the single man, the single woman to hear that, to hear that the church has, has done some not so great things um, in the way that they come about those who are single. Um, so I, I wanted I wanted the single young man, the single woman to hear this as well. Okay, so that was a little sidebar. But now I want to come back to those who are single. And I want to talk about the ways that you can take advantage of your singlehood. And I think first and foremost, it's seeing, seeing that there's advantage in singlehood, like seeing that as an advantage. And again, that goes back to seeing this as a gift. And we're going to go into the Bible for that. This is not just me saying it's a gift, but Paul, Apostle Paul, calls it a a gift in his letter to the Church of Corinth. And he calls it a gift just like marriage is a gift, right? And so let's read it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 6 to 9, this is Paul speaking. He says, now as a concession, not a command, I say this, I wish that all were as I myself am which means single, he's saying. But each has his own gift from God, one of one kind and one of another. To the unmarried and the widows, I say that it is good for them to remain single as I am. But if they cannot exercise self-control, they should marry, for it is better to marry than to burn with passion. And then he goes on to explain some of the advantages of being single, right? So in that same chapter 7, verses 32 to 35, Paul continues. He says, I want you to be free from anxieties. The unmarried woman, excuse me, the unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how to please the Lord. But the married man is anxious about worldly things, how to please his wife, and his interests are divided. And the unmarried or betrothed woman is anxious about the things of the Lord how to be holy in body and spirit. But the married woman is anxious about worldly things, how to please her husband. I say this for your own benefit, not to lay any restraint upon you, but to promote good order and to secure your undivided devotion to the Lord. Okay, so it is a gift. Let's switch to perspective. Unpackage this gift and enjoy this gift from the ultimate gift giver. 
okay? I'll say it again. Unpackage this gift of singlehood and enjoy it from the ultimate gift giver. Better yet, get to know this gift giver, right? Let God be your priority. Get to know, continue to know, grow deeper in him wherever you are, from faith to faith, right? Grow even more. Let God be your priority and invest in that relationship. And I said it before, you know, I'll say it again, like it will surely pay out and not that that's what you're looking for, not that that's the motivation, right? But God will never disappoint. <laughs> let me let me let me take let me take a step back. God knows what's best. And it may seem like it's disappointing, but he knows what's best. Okay? Isaiah 54 5 says, For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name, and the Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. The God of the whole earth, he is called. Right? Meaning your maker has you, right? And he's not just anyone. <laughs> he's the Lord of hosts. He's the Holy One. He's God of the whole earth, right? Let, let him be your priority. Now, if you desire marriage, and there's nothing wrong with desiring marriage, if you desire marriage, Make your request known unto the Lord. Spend time with him. Constant communication with him. Make that known to him. But I would also say, in addition, spend time around couples that you'd want to emulate. Like I mentioned earlier, to the couples, you know, be open to receiving those who are single and showing them what life is like, right? Um, see how a husband and wife move and how they relate to one another. Ask questions, respectfully, of course. But study, study. Like, this is what you want. This is what you desire. Okay, so put some effort into studying it um, and and learning what what it looks like. And no, no marriage is perfect, but you can get some ideas. You can get some wisdom if you have uh, mentors who are in the Lord, doing their best, serving the Lord, and their marriages are reflecting that, okay? And then I would say another way to take advantage of your singlehood is to work on, or better yet, allow God to shape you to be the husband or wife worth having, right? So, so many of us, and I know myself, when we were, when I was, I'll, I'll speak for myself, when I was looking for my husband or desiring a husband, I should say, I was told, make your list exactly what you want. Don't do the superficial stuff. Really get into what you want in a, in a husband, right? And that's good. There's nothing wrong with that. But I would say just as important, if not more, is to really think about how you can be the spouse worth having, how you can be that husband or that wife that checks off the boxes and 
And that really only comes from surrendering yourself, submitting yourself to the Lord and letting him do the work. Let him do the refining in you. And it keeps your eyes off of the perspectives. (laughs) It keeps your eyes off of the clock, the internal clock, the culture's clock, your mother's clock. (laughs) It keeps the attention off of the things that really don't matter and it keeps the attention on God I'd like to say gaze at the gaze at God glance at the world right so glance at the things that are fleeting and gaze your eyes on God fix your eyes on God and let him mold you and shape you to who he has you to be in whatever season he, he has you in for whatever period of time he has you there. So I'm going to leave you with that. Just another reminder that the Lord gives good gifts and that can be the gift of singlehood and that can be the gift of marriage and they're both gifts. So enjoy your singlehood, take advantage of it, learn and grow. You never get that time back. (laughs) Learn and grow in it. Trust in God. Let him teach you. Have patience. Endure. Don't despise the season that you're in. My guys, be on a pursuit. Ladies, be in position and be pursued. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your words. I thank you for your encouragement. I lift up all those who are single, all my brothers and sisters in Christ that are single, that are looking onto you for a spouse. I pray, God, that you would touch them in a special way. I pray that you would minister to their hearts. I pray that you would keep them in this season, keep their minds, their hearts stayed on you keep their ears fixed to you keep their desire for you above all things lord i pray for your strength i pray uh, for your help as they wait as they're in the in-between season as they're or in this waiting period lord that as they wait they will draw near all the more unto you God I pray for those who are not single I pray that we would we would be encouraged we would be encouraging to our brothers and sisters that we would come around them and that we would uh, support and, and 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 just be by their sides God and not for for any pitying but just loving loving them where they are period I thank you, God. I thank you for all those who are listening. Be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, guys. Well, I would say stay tuned because, like I said earlier, we're going to be speaking to some single, cool, beautiful man and woman of God. And you don't want to miss it. All right? Take care. Love ya. Bye.